Dolly Parton. In this episode, we learn a little bit about the undisputed queen of country and some of the bizarre rumors that have followed her in her six decades in the music industry. And we're live. Thank you, everybody. Welcome to the Phantom Jukebox. I'm Ty Lindsay. And I'm Joseph Shannon. We are two musicians that dive into the world of music, their myths, conspiracies, and bizarre music history. Yes, you can find uh, us in our back catalog available on Spotify, Apple Podcast. If you could, uh, Spotify does it now, too. If you could give us, like, oh, if you hear that jingling in the background, that is our, uh, our co-producer. co-producer and cult leader, Ziggy, my beloved dog. You can find her in Ziggy Smalls. Order Instagram. of the Underbite. Order of the Underbite. Sure, it's coming soon. Um, but uh, if you can find, you know, look us up on Spotify and Apple. And if you could, give us a review. Uh, if, you, if you like the show, give us five stars. It really helps us out on like the back end kind of side of things. Like it pushes us forward. It kind of gives us more opportunities. Give us ideas on what you want to hear. Yeah, that's actually one of the one of the biggest things. Like I want to, yeah, tell us what you like. You know, what, what was your favorite thing? Yeah. You know, Maybe if we needed to work on something, what do you think about that? Or what's something you want to hear about in the future? Because we want to go, yeah, we want to go all over the place. There's a lot of material out there. Let's use it. We also, you can let us know on Twitter at Phantom Jukebox underscore. You can let us know at Facebook, Phantom Jukebox, and on Instagram, Phantom Jukebox Podcast. Yes. Talk so, to us. <laughs> give us a sign. So just want to give everybody like a a little peek behind the scenes. So right now, like, um, okay. So I think with the last episode, you know, we had like, we celebrated like a dinner cause we were originally planned a dinner for 500, ep- for 500 downloads. Right. Yes. Um, and then by the time we got to actually having the dinner, we crossed 600 downloads. Yes. Uh, at this point in time, we're, we're within, uh, what we're at 678 downloads. Okay, so let's start planning the dinner for one thousand. Start planning soon. Let's, we're planning the dinner for one thousand. You know, um, I think we should do something. I don't know. We should do something big for the uh, the the one thousand. That's a big one. Like I don't know if that's a if that will be the first live stream we do, but something big. Yeah, video something. live stream something. something. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's big and that's huge. And I just want to thank everybody for tuning in to getting us to that yes. point because. Uh, a lot of it is uh, Dakota Galvin's amazing uh, behind the scenes work, like with like just getting in touch with people and uh, doing like all like the, the videos she's doing. She's got these like cool. Um, I think it's uh, I might be having the schedule wrong. It's every other Wednesday she's releasing kind of like uh, I believe it's the, I think it's the Wednesday after the episode is. OK, yeah. so she's been releasing these. Uh, she just started doing it. Um, these kind of short little like uh, fact videos, like kind of like a intro uh, information, maybe a little couple extra facts that we didn't, where we weren't able to put it in the episode. Okay, cool. Uh, she did one on, uh, she did one on Florence uh, Foster Jenkins. I think the first one was on Jocko, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. But uh, yeah, just some extra information for it. Kind of yeah. gets you uh, like the appetizer for the episode. 
Oh, this cool new thing she's doing. I think they're, uh, I, I think they're on Instagram and TikTok. I think they're on both. Oh, cool. It is really cool. It's, it's a, it, she's doing such a great job with the theming of it. Like I love the way they yeah. look. Got this like neon, like seventies kind of feel about it. We couldn't do it without you. No, we couldn't. <laughs> I'm just very, very grateful that she, uh, she, uh, she's offered to do it and she's been knocking out of the park like every time. Yeah. I tried the TikTok and, uh, I just kept throwing my phone away. <laughs> Got tired of buying phones. Yeah. Um, but uh, also real quick, we're going to get into the show. Uh, we have uh, finally got, we got our mail and uh, from uh, the Well That's Interesting podcast. You should check them out as well. Oh, yes. They're kind of like a, uh, it's, it's a science podcast, but they, it's more than that. Like they have like, they have, it's people that like science, but also have fun with like bizarre, like facts kind of like crazy things they sent us oh, some yeah. stickers so they were they were the ones oh, that uh man. that uh came up with the order of the underbite for the the shirt that we're gonna have coming out great great name it is it's a fantastic like, name and thank you guys uh so Hilarious. we sent them we get once we have the proofs back up like i gotta get the website done but um we have the we sent them some some of the you know early versions of the shirts and now we have they sent us some uh stickers nice so be expecting those on the grams soon Oh, yes. Yes. I love stickers. I put them on everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to probably slap a few more on the back of my computer. Uh, and then uh, Otherworld has new music coming out. Yes. The Curse of Man. As I mentioned before in the little blurb that I did after the uh, uh, us mentioning our names, it's two musicians. We are both in the same band. Yes. Otherworld. And we have a new song coming out called Curse of Man. It's a little bit less eerie, <laughs> but it's still rocking. So it still moves you so. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. It's just a button that says. No, 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 no. Press the, the press the '90s sitcom one. Oh, the '90s sitcom music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so if uh, so, this is a bit of a continuation from like the previous weeks. We're we're on. We're having too much fun with these buttons on this. We we, we have we have a board now that actually yes. has, like built-in sound effects and stuff. And there's this one that we really, really enjoy. Uh, it's, it's, uh, what do you, what did we say? Like nineties disc jockey slash like, it's like, imagine if you try to re recreate full house, but nothing but like 19 year old white chicks. It, it's a little more modern than that, I think. But, uh, uh, so you do your best radio promo with it. Then I'll do mine. I can't do a radio promo. No, no, you do do just like, just come up with like a, some random numbers and like, you know, <laughs> Give us, give us your best morning radio DJ in three, <laughs> two. And welcome back to 9015. The best in 90s pop. <laughs> Next on is Cindy Lauper. <laughs> not, not, not bad. Not bad. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's ham this up. Let's see if I, uh, yes. Remember my Casey, col- Casey, I'm like, you yeah, like, just go Casey, Casey. I'm so oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. All right, let's see if I can do, do the fade ins and stuff. All right. So Casey Kasem, what, what was the radio station name? <laughs> I did like 1025. 1025. Uh, let's do 1096. 1096. All right. All right. Here we go. Oh. And thank you for tuning in to 1096, the number one hits from 1985. <laughs> So this is, that was a classic from the band Otherworld. They have a new single coming out April 1st. You should really check it out. <laughs> it really it really does sound 
Uh, and top of the hour, we've got uh, bad traffic built up on the I-4. You might want to take an alternate route. You know what I'm saying? Brought you know to you by <laughs> Ted and Jerry's Basement Records. You should go to Ted and Jerry's Basement Records. It's awful. Oh, my it's awful, God. But it's fantastic. It's so cheesy. It is. It's 100% came with the board. <laughs> Uh, we need, we're gonna we're gonna get our own pad music. I love creating like the non copyright, just generic <laughs> songs <laughs> of each genre. Sounds like a like a. It sounds like the beginning of like a non copyright uh, rush song. And then the trees went running. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was. I can see it as like a, a Coldplay t- song they turned down. That does not sound like Coldplay at no, all. No, they turned down. He's not whining about yellow. <laughs> or, I don't know, some color. Crying on a beach in a hoodie. No, it is pretty close to Christian contemporary music. <laughs> name, it really is. Name any Christian contemporary <laughs> band. They have a song like that. A new song from Skillet. <laughs> Ooh. Oof. It's sad because it's true. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. That we should have used that for shitting on the stairwell. <laughs> well, we didn't have it then. Yeah. We didn't have the board. This is like within, well, this is our like th- sec- third episode with it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love the sound quality so far. I just, it, make, uh, it makes me, it's so worth it. I'm not going to tell you which one to get. Just get a board if you're in a podcast. It makes life so much easier. Preferably one with buttons. Yeah. Yeah. Just having the extra headphone jacks for one. Yeah. I don't know why that was so hard to find too. We were scouring really. Yeah. Way too long. Anyway, speaking of way too long, we need to start. Now that we're getting into the episode. Now that we're actually in the episode. (laughs) After your 30 minute intro. Yes. Yes. We're finally here. Only 10. (laughs) It's only 10. But. So, uh, Joe. Yes. Tell me what you know about Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, as you said, the queen of country. I don't think anybody would fight you on that. I really don't. I don't think so. I'm not even the biggest country fan, to be honest. I mean, I'm a big Johnny, Johnny Cash fan. Yeah. But, I mean, does that really equate to all of country? No. Dolly Parton, uh... First time I ever saw her, I'm sad to say it, but I am a 90s kid, so Hannah Montana. Oh, really? Yeah. That was the first time I heard her name was on Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana? That was your first introduction? Yep. Do you have grandparents? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, and I didn't know much more until I started listening to some of her music, and it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Oh, yeah. It's like a... My grandma loves Dolly Parton. I mean, I, I like Dolly Parton too. It does not get, it doesn't take any convincing for me, but I mean, yeah. Um, a lot of my really, I owe my grandmother so much for my tastes in music, just like getting into the doo-wop, the, the golden, golden oldies, like the sixties Elvis the reason I'm an Elvis man's cause my grandmama. Yeah. I love my grandmama. Um, but yeah, no, she's a huge, huge Dolly Parton nut as well. Um, and I knew a little bit about Dolly Parton. Like I knew she was like, 
a prolific songwriter, but I have I have numbers for some of this, mm. and they're they're staggering. I gave up on some. Like I just there was so many numbers. I was just like, okay, that's enough. I had to just stop because it was just going to be like a math episode at one point. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No. She. I mean, could you? How does it compare to uh, the episode we talked about, Taylor Swift? Um. Well, I mean, Dolly Parton's been doing this for like, uh, if you dollar for dollar, oh, yeah. it's probably pretty close, I think. Mm. Um, but you have to take into account like the what what Dolly Parton is doing, like she was doing before, like social media. You know, yeah. she's doing that like this word of mouth, and it's like newspapers, phone calls, like analog. And back when you would just, if you had a concert that you were going, you wanted to promote. You just staple it to a telephone pole. Keep going. <laughs> There's dudes just like with like that liquid glue, just like slabbing up that stuff on the you know, mm-hmm. slabbing up posters. Um, you know, that'd be if I have time, I'll try to pull it up like number for number. I didn't get that, but um, in terms of being legendary, I I, I mean oh, Dolly yeah. Parton, just Dolly oh, Parton, yeah. Uh, no but, question. Uh, Taylor Swift, like numbers are probably actually close, like dollar per dollar, but um. I mean, just body of work. No, there's no comparing the two. Yeah, no. And that is, to be fair, I mean, Dolly Parton's been at this, uh, what, like six decades. It's, it's, it's a lot. Like, so I think it, the number is actually like 66 years. Wow. In the music industry. Uh, a hell of a time. Hell of a time. And uh, so we're going to get into, I mean, with that time, some bizarre theories develop. Mm-hmm. So we're going to kind of do like a, the way I got this organized. We're going to talk a little bit of just a little bit about her life and achievements to put like just her significance into context. Cause we're going to run into a thing like we did with like Elvis, just because she becomes super famous, like, you know, yeah. beyond the stratosphere. Like she's, she is certainly Elvis level. Oh yeah. Famous. So, uh, you know, these, these bizarre theories are going to just happen because going back to, uh, we're talking about Taylor Swift and the Illuminati episode. There's just mentally just some people can't comprehend being that famous. Yeah. So. And I mean, I, I think it also goes for saying uh, that I think just spending enough time being famous and yeah, you're going to have a lot of these rumors surface. Yeah. It doesn't mean a lot of them are true, but just being in fame long enough and it's going to happen. Yeah. And, and they're, they're really unusual. It's, it's actually, it's a different kind of uh, rumor. Like I've got a couple, there's a couple of weak ones, but there's one main one that's persisted her and it's mm. not as a, uh, it's not as crazy as the Elvis one, but it's, it's kind of weird if you break it down. If you really, it, you have to think about it for a second, but this, the, that legend gets kind of weird. So we're going to talk about that one. And I think towards the end, um, just going to kind of wrap up with uh, one of the reasons we're doing this episode in particular is because of the, uh, we, we changed some places, like some scheduling things didn't happen with, the original topic for this week. Yeah. So it got delayed a little bit. Uh, our guest couldn't come on. So we wanted to do this one mainly because of this whole rock and roll hall of fame thing. Um, as of right now, yeah. uh, there was a situation, not situation, but like, uh, so the rock and roll, like the 2022 hall of, uh, rock and roll hall of fame nominations and stuff went mm-hmm. out. Um, and there, there's, Dolly Parton, Dolly Parton had like an opinion about that because she's nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
Yeah. Like, but she's a country person. And we are going to talk about that later. I'm really interested to see what you think about what's going to happen. I mean, there's a lot of artists that have gotten into the rock and roll hall of fame or even nominated that I'm like, what? That's yeah. We are going to talk about that. And yeah. Yeah. I, that I'm really, really excited. I actually, I'm almost more excited to get into that later, but the myth is not myth, but this rumor thing is pretty fun. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so just kind of getting into, uh, missed that. So we're just talking a little bit about Dolly Parton herself. Just kind of like, just get into the basics of Dolly Parton. Nothing too crazy. Yes. Her name is Dolly Rebecca Parton. Parton. Sorry. A little bit of a little Southern coming out. A little Southern. A little Southern. A T turns into a D. So it's, it's not Pardon. It's Parton. P-A-R-T-O-N. Okay. Dolly, pa- Dolly Rebecca Parton. Born January 19th, 1946. Oh. She's a, a singer, musician, songwriter, obviously. Uh, she's born from a place called Pittman Center, Tennessee, in the U.S. Uh, and I looked it up. Pittman Center or Pittman Center is the name of like a small town. Huh. I was like, is it the name of like the hospital she was born in? I don't, no, it's an actual name of a very, very small town in Tennessee. Wow. She is the fourth of 12 children. Ooh. Man. Yeah. Uh, born to Avi Lee Caroline. Um, and then uh, and her dad, Robert Lee Parton. Parton. Wow. Yeah. And her mom was born in 1923. I don't have her dad's information, but um, her debut. Uh, okay, that's a lot of order. Sorry. Her dad, uh, Robert Lee Parton, was a sharecropper. Okay. So basically that he didn't have his own. So sharecropping basically is like you, instead of having a farm, you have like a land, a literal landlord who's your farm is on their farm. If that mm. makes sense. Like you, you utilize their land, but you can set up kind of like a farm and then like you give them part of your, your earnings. Mm. Yeah. You're kind of, you're kind of growing stuff on their farm. It usually is not such a great deal. Yeah. Um, actually it's been like, I had, I had the last time I'd heard about like the sharecropping stuff was honestly like learning about Abraham Lincoln at like in the end of like slavery and stuff. Cause that's what a lot yeah. of them wound up. A lot of freed slaves wound up sharecropping and that's kind of like just kind of going back into a different kind of slavery. Yeah. If you think about it. So that's the last time I've heard of sharecropping. Yeah. <laughs> so this dude's doing it in like the, I guess like the thirties and forties and, um, and it wasn't a very lucrative business because that means a you can't afford your own farm and b you're all then whatever you make from that you either give like food or money to the landlord. Wow, pretty sure it's at that point it's going to be money. Uh, Dolly Parton described her growing up as dirt poor, like they grew up in like a like a literal cabin on the farm where her dad sharecropped. But I mean, that's where a lot of the good country that I like came from. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's, there's also like, um, I think they call, uh, well, like Chris Stapleton, uh, uh, Sturgill Simpson, who's one of my per- modern day personal favorites. Uh, and there's a few others, they call it like Americana now. Hmm. So like country where it's like, you would think it sounds like country is called something else. And then what is considered country is like this, like pop stuff. Yeah. It's like, a, it's, and then, and okay. So I like some like, Garth Brooks is like the the precursor, like the proto generation yeah. uh, version of that. But he's still like a really good songwriter. Like Garth Brooks is like he writes good music. Um, 
but he was the kind of like bringing in, but like he, so he would write pop country songs, but they would yeah. be like, you know, uh, standing outside the fire, um, thunder rolls. Uh, okay. I know that one. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I don't know if the name of the song, but it's a uh, uh, pop mama's in the graveyard. Papa's in the pen. Hmm. Uh, he writes great music. He writes like great songs with her pop. And he just, he just understood how to write like a good hook and like still have a cool message and stuff to it. But in the end, it's still like pop music, but it's, it's really, really good. Okay. It's, yeah. it's popular because it's catchy. It's not, you know, uh, painted on jeans and the good stuff. It's not a red solo cup. Red Solo Cup is uh, is about that whole genre in a nutshell nowadays. Yeah, uh, jacked up pick 'em up trucks, painted on jeans and the good stuff. A dog and my ex girlfriend's my daddy. My truck ran off with my dog and like it's it's so. And I somebody did a mashup literally of like I think it was, I would have had it been like 2018 or something like that. Mm. They did a mashup of. Uh, all the country songs from that year and they put them together like back to back to back to back. And like, basically they all at some, it had some iteration of painted on jeans, pick them up trucks, the good stuff, yeah, crack open a cold one, something like that. Uh, all literally like at one point in the song, it was, it's a, it's a cliche. It was almost like bingo. Like, can you fit all of these things? Yeah. Uh, how many, how many different uh, iterations of pick them up truck can you fit in your wow yeah it's pretty yeah so that's that's the that's modern quote-unquote country yeah uh and it's it's awful i'm gonna be real gonna be real off like johnny cash is good waylon jennings is good um george Strait. Um, no well <laughs> i i'm gonna i need to verify it but when you call yourself the last troubadour <laughs> okay I was like, get off the horse, buddy. Like, really? That's like come, trying to come up with your own nickname. And it's like, that's not how it happens, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, he's just like, it's, it's like he's trying to be cool in the background. He was in, I think he started a movie about himself. Hmm. I think there's a movie about George Strait starring George Strait. Like, uh, um, what's her name was in the movie uh, about herself. Um, Oh man, what's her name? She sings the a really super annoying Christmas song. All I want for Christmas, Mariah Carey. Oh yeah, yeah. She was in a movie about herself as herself. Oh, so I think George Strait did something similar. And George Strait ain't no actor. He ain't no, he ain't no troubadour. He's just in the background, like there's a bar, just people. He's like, is that the last troubadour? Oh, did someone say troubadour? <laughs> nah. Nah, that George uh, no. I, I can't uh, listen to George Strait songs. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a huge country fan. I it hit the mood. Will hit, the mood will strike me, and I'll put on some like stuff. Pretty much up to like the early 2000s, like when I still had like mullets, kind of right at the a little tail end of the 90s, and I still had mullets. Yeah, <clears throat> and then like when you get into like the early 2000s, the mullets just get shorter. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much like I'll never put on country myself. But if someone is primarily only listens to country, I'll be like, Hey, can you play some, <laughs> play some of this instead? I'm more of a secondhand country kind of yeah, guy. I don't, yeah. I don't catch it right off the bat, but I'll, uh, if it means I'll, I'll country socially. Not really much. <laughs> I'm a social country here. I'm a social country. <laughs> <laughs> That's honest though. That's how it is. 
Hey, just you do you, man. That's, that's a cool. I mean, it, honestly, like it's one of the things like if we, we play like a show, uh, you, know, you play like a really, really heavy show. And the last thing you want to listen to is like metal. Like you get that, you know, love metal, but like mm-hmm. you play a metal show, you've been surrounded for the last like four to six hours. And when you get in the car, you're like, I either want it quiet or anything, but, and it's usually like country put on some like classic, like uh, OG Hank Williams. No, nah, man. Like just opera. Just all the way out. Just, just, just <laughs> something sweet and delicate for years. I usually my my metal detox is uh, Louis Armstrong. No, I just more metal. Just more metal. It, if I'm be honest, it's just more metal on I the way home. Monster. I, I, I. It won't even keep me awake anymore. I'll fall asleep to it. It's like coffee, you know. Yeah, it's so used to it nowadays. It's just gotta keep terrible. it heavier and heavier. It's like Cuban coffee. <laughs> What's the Cuban coffee of metal? <laughs> The new singer of Lorna Shore. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not it even words. That's just pig squeals and noises. <laughs> yeah, it's the pig squeals a bit much. But uh, so Dolly Parton's father was a sharecropper. And like, so she said they grew up like dirt poor. Going back to like you mm, know, the roots yes, of. Yes. That's uh, where it starts. A lot of good country and a lot of like good art in general comes from people yeah, like literally honestly. starving, both physically and mentally, you know? Yeah, honestly. So uh, Dolly, for example, just to show their, you know, their financial standing. Dolly Parton said her father would pay the doctor who helped deliver her with a bag of cornmeal. Wow. That's, I've had some pretty tough weeks. <laughs> I've never had yeah. to pay the doctor in cornmeal bad. I couldn't find cornmeal in my house if you asked me to. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've been in a spot to trade uh, services or goods for, <laughs> for anything like that. Of Even if I didn't have the cash on hand at that moment, I could get some. You know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't have to resort into a bartering system. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another one coming in 10 months. Can I give you four raccoon pelts <laughs> and a nice hat? I got a, I got a lot of wood. I could chop up for you over there. If you need some, some chopped firewood. I got that on stock. Unlock. Uh, so for six, she said for uh, six or seven years, Parton and her family lived in their rustic one bedroom cabin on the small uh, farm on a place called Locust Ridge. Mm. When you're named at when you're the place you live is named after a plague, like one of the plagues that they talk about in the Bible to to rain down on a pharaoh. <laughs> that's one of the that's what your place is named after. Darling, I finally got the tickets for that vacation we've been trying for so hard. <laughs> Where are we going, darling? Oh, yes. The wonderful sights of Locust Ridge. <laughs> Pack your bags, darling. <laughs> Don't forget to bring some raid. <laughs> You're going to need a lot of deet. And you just won yourself a trip for two to the romantic sights of Locust Ridge. This this two-bedroom suite looks... <laughs> One of the plagues of the pharaoh. <laughs> Wiping out crops and children for the next ten years. <laughs> Egyptian exotic. <laughs> exotic. 
I want the prices right music. <laughs> we could make prices right music that's like a note off. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like that that like uh you can't sue me prices right. Exactly. <laughs> a note off and a letter off. That's all you need. So uh the price, but with a dollar sign. <laughs> so uh, so that's a little bit about her early upbringing, mm. you know. So like this yeah. isn't that this this episode it's not about her life in specific, but like her her going into actual like her you know the timeline of her life is its own episode. And so that's just like the where she comes from, and then just gonna we're gonna kind of blow through some of like uh what she's done. So that's her upbringing. Um, she has her own record label now called Dolly Records. I think she's got another one called Butterfly Records. It's there was like two. Um, so maybe one's a production company, maybe one's something else, but I, I, she might have two now, uh, based on the research I got, uh, she sold over a hundred million records worldwide, like all time wow. sales, uh, her and Reba McIntyre are tied for 25, 25 number one songs in the billboard country charts. Wow. Uh, which is a record for, uh, in a, a female artist, uh, 25 and a current Reba tied. That's pretty crazy. Wow. Fighting Reba. Uh, she has 44 career top 10 country albums. Top 10, 44. Yeah. I mean, there's no disputing. No. She's up there. Ain't no disputing. <laughs> you like a quick banjo film. Man, there's so many things we got to do. Oh, man. That's going to be a real fun. We're going to have a lot of behind the scenes footage of that. That was a really good idea on your Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a fun little uh, video we put together. Uh, but, uh, so I knew she wrote a lot of songs and she wrote like some really, really good ones. Um, uh, but apparently, but she, I think she's also just like, she's also just like a songwriter for other people. Mm. And she's written over one of the numbers. Like the, the number I got was uh, over 3000 songs. Wow. Altogether. Like not just like, you know, there's not, yeah. Yeah. 3000 songs for like her and other people. She prolific. Yeah, just oh. a, just a machine. And this how many, how many times dickens. can you just remix words? Like 3,000 3, songs? Yeah. That's, you got to start running out of material at some point. Not Dolly Parton. She's still going. She just released like an album wow. uh, a year or two ago. Jeez. Like Rose Run, Run, Run Rose Run, something like that. It's, 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 I think it goes with a book. I did look into that one. Huh. I was curious, like, is she still writing music? Sure enough. Still putting, wow. still putting albums out. She's like, I think she's like slowing down though. Cause the thing before that was like a Christmas album. Mm. I wonder when other worlds can get to that point. When we release a Christmas album, a full Christmas album, full Christmas album, but we're of, all wearing like, like red, like velvety, like uh sports coats and ascots around a fireplace or something of originals or covers. Little a little B <laughs> we gotta give, so you gotta do like the Rod Stewart thing where you just like do like another slow jazzy version of I'll be home for Christmas. Yeah. And then throw one of your own in there. See if it becomes another classic. <laughs> you know, sound like you swallowed a plate full of glass and then then you release another song. Yeah, exactly. I like Rod Stewart. That was mean, but I like Rod Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's pretty funny. Um some of like so her one some of her biggest songs are I Will Always Love You, which she wrote and did a version of, like the Whitney Houston song. Oh, yeah. So the one from The Bodyguard. Uh so originally Dolly Parton wrote that and sang it and wow. she that was already famous then. And then 
Uh, actually, that, that's the second time that has come up because like one of the first times we were talking about uh, uh, we were talking about Elvis records. Yeah, and uh, that came up, and th- this song came up in the uh, uh, no, it was Pink Floyd. It was the Pink Floyd one. The Dark Side of the Moon. We're talking about like album okay. charts, yeah, and uh, yeah. greatest, most selling albums of all time. And the soundtrack to The Bodyguard was one of those. Yeah, that's and right. One of the things you brought up was I wonder how hard everybody else is pulling uh, on there because I don't think they're keeping up with Whitney Houston's "I Will Always Love You." Yeah, <laughs> and they're not. So, uh, two time uh, chart top. Have, can you imagine that would be really cool to have a song not only hit the charts, you know, top the charts once as yourself. Yeah. Have somebody do an incredible version of it and a chart again. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's pretty dope. I mean, that would just, it just goes to prove that it's like, it's not just your voice. You're just a good songwriter. Right. I think, I well, I don't think the song chart topped, but uh, one, I think it'd be a cool thing to actually get into like how it happened was uh, uh, Johnny Cash covering Nine Inch Nails, uh, Hurt Myself. Uh, yeah. Hurt. Yeah. The song Hurt. Um how that all happened. And I think like the guy who like recorded it was like, well, I guess it's Johnny cash song now. <laughs> Cause it's better than we ever performed. It. Well, I mean, I don't remember who originally wrote it. I think it was Eric Clapton. Hurt? That, uh, no, no, no. Oh. Uh, the Jimi Hendrix, uh, watchtower all Ooh, along the watchtower. I think it's Bob Dylan. Yeah. It's Bob Dylan. But like there was a quote from, I can't remember if it was Bob Dylan or I feel like it was Eric Clapton, but, uh, that it wasn't, he was like, yeah, that's, that's originally my song. But after hearing him play it, every time I play it, it just seems like a cover. Uh, if I, if I, I mean, I don't like Bob Dylan either, but if I was Bob Dylan and I heard Jimi Hendrix cover, watch, yeah. play watchtower and like his iconic version of it, like, nah, it's cool. I mean, you pay me, but you can call it a Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, nah. Nah, yeah, that's fine. It's yours. No, nah, that's nah, cool. And then it's exactly what the guy said about Johnny Cash. I mean, I listen. they hurt. The Trent Reznor version is really yeah. cool, but you hear the Johnny Cash version and I've watched some reaction videos of people listening to it. And it's, yeah. and it's, it's always like, it, I don't want, I don't mean to sound like cruel. It's always kind of like funny or really impactful for me. Well, I say funny, but I mean like a, it's, it's really interesting to see some people like go like, Hey, you know, they have like cutesy stuff all in their backdrops or they have like, you know, really bro-y stuff yeah. in their backdrops. They're just like, so boom, it's your boy, blah, blah, blah. We're going to check out this. And it's like, uh, they're used to like listening to like Taylor Swift or K-pop or, uh, you know, just, just general pop music. And they're like, we're going to listen to Johnny Cash Hurt today. And I'm like, oh, oh, you're going to need to sit down. You're, you're in for a treat. <laughs> There's a guy who watched it. He's like, I've never heard country before. And he's like, I've never heard Johnny Cash before. And he's saying, you listen to it. He's like, He's so emotionally like just moved by it. He's like, I'm going to have to record the rest of this another time. And he turned the camera off. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And it was, it wasn't like hammed up either. Like you could tell this dude was just like, Oh my God. Yeah. I've never heard somebody be that sad before. (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, I was like, that's "That's one way to describe it. I've never heard that someone be that sad before. (laughs) That's that's one way to describe that song. Yeah. Um, God, yeah, that'll be a, that may be, maybe a topic we get into one day. Uh, then we get into uh, Jolene. Mm, know, yeah, people covered that one. Coat of Many Colors, which is one of my personal favorites. Uh, and then Nine to Five. Uh, yeah, working Nine to Five, gotta make a living. 
It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. The song's stupid catchy. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then speaking of that, um, she's also been an actress in a number of actually pretty notable movies. Uh, she started film. She, you know, she started the, the nine to five film, which the song comes from uh, a movie with Burt Reynolds called the best little whorehouse in Texas. Wow. Okay. Where she's just a lovable, <laughs> a lovable prostitute. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know that just like just some executive, just like, I want the camera to cut to like the writing, the producer's room, you know, where they're trying to come up with new movies. And just one guy, one guy just looks up nose covered in cocaine in the eighties. He's like, I got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> um actually there's a kind of funny reference to that with key and peel yeah uh what's like the urkel one it's, it's like the family matters oh yeah That's so funny it's so funny carl oh god he looks just like winslow i think his name is winslow the uh um Peel looks just like the dad from uh, Family Matters. Yeah. It was supposed to be a blue collar Cosby show. And now it's just about Urkel's wacky science adventures. <laughs> it's so good. Sorry. Sorry. I was just, I, I used to. Uh, a little, little tangent. I used to binge that all the time. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, best little whorehouse in Texas, 1982. She got Golden Globe nominations for those movies. And then. Really? Right, yep. Yeah. It's a, I've heard of that movie before. <laughs> okay, but I've heard a little. The what is this movie called? The best little whorehouse in Texas. Never in a million years would I expect Golden Globe nominee. Afterwards, <laughs> I following they, that name, I bet they. Oh yeah, just going to the the uh, and and the nominees. For <laughs> <laughs> Dolly Parton in the best little whorehouse in Texas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so she got nominations for those. Uh, that one movie called Rhinestone, Steel Magnolias, which. Yeah. Oh, my God. I had to watch that. There's one. that movie. There's that movie. Uh, and then a movie called Straight Talk in 92. And then a movie called Joyful, no- Joy- Noise, Joyful Noise in uh, 2012. 11 a Grammy 11 Grammy Awards and 50 nominations. Uh she's in the Country Music Hall of Fame and uh I don't know if this is right. I this the, the number I found on it but I, I it said this year she's in the Country Hall of Fame. Hmm. I find that hard to believe. It's just now. Like just now she's in the Country Hall of Music Fame like Oh, like not until now. Yeah, she got inducted this long. She got inducted like this year. No, no, it had to be way earlier than that. That's a number. I, I don't. That's a number I found. I promise I go to. Excuse me, I go to more than Wikipedia for this. Believe me, and it's just (laughs) I I, I was looking at that. I was like, ask Jeeves. (laughs) Yahoo. (laughs) AOL. Um, so I, I, I was looking at that. I was like, that's gotta be wrong. But I mean, that's the number I found. So I, I, I find it hard to believe. And if it is true, there's some real dumb people in the, mm. in the award situation. Yeah. Especially when we get into, um, 
the this this rock and roll hall of fame one yeah. later on the nominations yeah. versus who's in the nominations and who's like when you find out who hasn't made it and then who's nominated at the same time it's bullshit yeah yeah um isn't like ll cool j in the rock and roll hall of fame i'm not sure there's a lot of hip-hop artists that have been at least been nominated i don't know if they made it all the way in but I feel like they had. I have the I have the candidates for this year later. Okay, on. yeah. Yeah, we'll go through that later. Oh yeah. Um so uh yeah, I'm gonna talk about that one later. I'm kind of checking up my notes a little bit. So now let's talk about the myth that persists Dolly Parton. Mm. Yes. So yes. I've heard a couple like really lame ones. So one of the lame ones is that like she's covered in tattoos, and that's why she wears like long sleeves. Yeah, you wouldn't just need to wear like long sleeves. You could also just wear makeup. It's 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 dumb. I mean, she she has like eight. I would love it. She has like that eight. would be awesome. I think so if, too. If she was actually wearing a wig and she had black hair and covered in tattoos, that would be amazing. And I cannot wait for her emo scream album. <laughs> I would love that. Please, Dolly Parton, if you're listening, make that happen. <laughs> tattoos or not, I want to hear that album. <laughs> Okay, so now one of the, I looked it up real quick, and one of them says 1999, which I for the, her getting into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Yeah, so that's a lot more believable. That's a lot more believable. Yeah, I need to. I should have changed that one. My bad. Um. So, yeah. So it's the one about the tattoos. There's one about like, uh, I mean, like she has back problems because of like the size. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you, know. <laughs> you can't see uh, what I'm seeing, but uh, what, uh, what I basically saw was uh, the hand uh, waving in front of the uh, the chest area. The chest yes. area, yes. Uh, it's- the chesticles, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's, I mean, but that is not, is that not just everyone with bigger uh, frontal lobe regions? I mean, it's not true. I mean, she 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 had to like defend. Like, I feel bad because she has like defend that. Like, it's just like just what she wants. So, I mean, that's what she's you know she decided to go for. And then yeah. people are like, "Well, I bet she has back problems." And she's like, "Well, I wouldn't if this caused me problems." I was like, "Get off of Dolly Parton, bro." Yeah, bro, it's Dolly Parton. She's a treasure. Let her live her life. Why don't you back up a little bit? Exactly. No one cares because you're not Dolly Parton. <laughs> but but we do have one that is actually kind of interesting mm. uh, once we it is initially off off the top interesting but it gets more interesting when you think about it in today's context is she rumored to be starting an emo album because i really want that to happen <laughs> <laughs> uh so today's prompt for writing is if dolly you know if you again if you if you really enjoy the show please give us five stars yes. and the prompt for today, if you can't think of anything, I'm not telling you to do this, but if you can't think of anything and book, if you want to leave a review or just something fun, what do you think Dolly Parton's uh, Screamo album would be called? Oh, mm. it'd be interesting. Nine to life. Nine to life. <laughs> um. <laughs> Hello, Dolly, my old friend. <laughs> Oh man, there's so much potential. Are you Dolly with a sickness? <laughs> Dolly with a sickness. <laughs> there is a lot of potential. 
Ooh, too much potential is the problem. Mm. So, so one of the ones that really like the rumors or myths that tend to follow Dolly Parton is the fact that her husband, Carl, isn't real. Just not a, a real human or that he never just, existed. That she like, a. Basically, the theory is that her husband, Carl, doesn't really exist mm. because um, they're seen together because like, he doesn't he's not with her a lot. And like yeah. all these like social events and public events that people don't think he's real. Like he's there that rarely they're rarely ever seen together. Oh, so like she hires an actor or something. Well, that's like the theory. Hmm. So I looked, I tried, I really tried to figure out where this rumor came from. And I got like the same, like five articles. Um, it's just like, I, I, I got her talking about it. Like there's an interview where she's, she just kind of talks about, um, well, first off she has to, you know, she denounces it. She's like, no, my husband's just a private person. Yeah. So she's just like, he doesn't, he doesn't do the whole fame thing. And everyone's like, but you're Dolly Parton. Yeah. And, uh, so she's all I got her. She's saying this has been reoccurring throughout the years. Mm. So this has been something she's been dealing with probably at least for 20 years. Wow. That people thought her husband isn't real, but her husband is a real guy. And it's like, why would, well, it's like, well, he's, he's, he's a real guy. Why? What's the deal? Like, we're going to talk about how rarely you see this dude. So his name is Carl Thomas Dean. Mm. He's born July 20th, 1942 in Nashville. He got married to Dolly in 1966. He was apparently a very successful asphalt, like road paving businessman. And he, uh, he ran that in Nashville. So yeah. he actually had like his own, like he was doing really good on his own. And it's not like the Florence Foster Jenkins potential situation where yeah. you got like a Chesterfield latching on to you. Um, no, apparently this guy did really, really well for himself, like in the asphalt business. Uh, I think it was later on because when he and he and Dolly actually started going out, they were both like kind of in similar boats. Like she was taking care of like her other eight siblings. Wow. Like she's one of 12. Some of them passed away. That's just the nature. You know, it's unfortunate nature of their situation and the health problems. But yeah. uh, she, she was like, she always like took care of like her younger siblings. And then he would like, they would like their first couple dates were them like on the porch just hanging out together. Yeah. Cause he pulled up in like a model a or something like that, or he walked to her house or something like that. Mm. But yeah, that's how they started. Like they both started off pretty, like pretty broke. And then eventually in their own rights became pretty successful people. Wow. And it's pretty interesting. Yeah. It's, it's cool to see the, they're both very driven people. So how does nobody know? Like there's also not a lot of like pictures of the wedding in general. Cause also at this mm. point, when um, Dolly and him got married, she was picking up steam in the music business. Oh. Again, there's more like, you know, her first album like, came out and then like, uh, I believe it was 67. It was called Hello, Dolly. Yeah, her first debut album as a solo artist was in 67, but she did this other work with this guy uh, and toured around with him. And again, that's, you know, that's more details for an episode dedicated to her actual life. But um, you know, she, she already had some notoriety and then she mm. broke off to go do her own thing. So she was already like picking up steam. Um, oh, excuse me. 
allergies. I really, this time of year is like really pretty, but I also like really hate it. Yeah. This is Florida. And we have all this like this pollen falling everywhere. Well, it's Florida. So it's not the prettiest here. No, it just kind of looks like this 24 seven. Yeah. So, um, so she eventually moved to Tennessee to pursue like, you know, she, you know, she did some other stuff with this guy, like, you know, touring. I think she had the kind of sort of a day job, but then she moved to Tennessee where she meets Carl and then they get married, like a small ceremony. Like Dolly was already like, not like a household name, but like still a famous ish person at that time. Yeah. So you think her wedding would have been like one of those, like just tabloid deals. There's no pictures of it mm. because it was a private ceremony they did in like Georgia. And they specifically wow. did it in Georgia because everybody knew her in Tennessee. Oh. She was kind of like a local, like state, uh, kind of like a state act. And then they got married in Georgia on purpose to keep it small and unknown. Okay. Not like, not like it's a secret, but it's just nobody's business. Yeah. Which is a difference. Cause they're not like, there's no secrets about Dolly Parton. She's just like, it's none of your business. Like it's, you know, my personal life is over here. And then, you know, the, the, the front facing side of Dolly Parton, like the, the fame side and the music side. Yeah. That's yeah. all up for grabs and, you know, listen to it and talk about it. But you know, the, the private life stays separate. Yeah. And she's done it so successfully that people don't think her husband's real. Wow. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. There goes the level of how good you are at separating the two. Right. And like, think about, and we're going to get into that more here in just a minute, but like, just think about how hard it would be to do that today. I think it's actually be impossible. Yeah. Cause even if you started, like if you went off the grid right now, uh, like you deleted Facebook, deleted, you know, you went to live in the woods. There's still however many years you've had your Facebook worth of pictures of you that people yeah. could pull from and they can get it anywhere. Yeah. That's crazy. Like there's no up to a point unless you've literally never had a Facebook, which is kind of, it's, it's a novelty if you don't at this point yeah. or like some form of social media, uh, you just, you're going to be known to some degree forever. Yeah. Like if someone wants Dang. to find out about you, they find something out about you. Like, it just takes a couple of minutes and they're going to do it. It's kind of wow. Weird. Yeah. You know what I mean, so the fact that I think it's the fact that they can't do it with this guy is why this has become yeah. as big as it has. I mean, what year did you say that they got married? Uh, 66. Yeah. I mean, well before Facebook. Oh yeah. So, I mean, that, yeah, you're not going to have anything of the early stuff. And so, it's if he still does not have a Facebook, then that's probably why he's been with, he's appeared so rarely in public. I have like most of the instances right here and, and it's less than like 10. Wow. <laughs> so I strive to be this guy. This, this guy's like kind of like my hero a little bit in terms of like, it's none of your business. I want to be like Dolly Parton's husband and all for the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so um uh he joined her one time in 1966 on the red carpet wow it was her first time going under the red carpet for a song uh she wrote at 20 years old um for a song called put it off until tomorrow and that was the time that he said nope not for me well he went once he went once to try yeah. it out yeah uh dolly said in an interview in 2011 that carl turned like uh, you know she goes to the event you know, they do the whole red carpet thing. They get back to the car and they're driving home. Dolly Parton said in an interview in 2011 that Carl turned to me and said, Dolly, 
I want you to have everything you want and I'm happy for you, but don't ever ask me to go to another one of those dang things again. <laughs> so it's really, really cool that like, I think it's really cool that he went and he wanted to support her. Yeah. And it's just so far out of his element that he's just like, no. Especially like I would probably do the same thing if I was put in that situation. I knowing that I probably wouldn't want to do that anyway, but it's like, okay, it's your first time. I'll be there with you for that. I'll try it. I'll, I'll try, try it, it out. I'll give it my best, but just know in advance it's probably going to be a nope. He seems like a really supportive guy. Cause he, you know, cause like some, in some alternate universes, some people would have been like, you're never going one of those things again. Cause I'm not ever going to go. I don't feel comfortable with it. Yeah. But he's, he's just like, you know, this is part of what you do. Like, this is all part of the game. And he's like, it's just not my game. Yeah. But he's not telling her not to do it. He's just saying, exactly. I'm so uncomfortable, you know? And it's really cool that she's like, uh, that she on her end is like, okay, I, you know, I respect that. Yeah, exactly. You know, Cause she's not like, but I need you there, you know? But this, honey, my butthole's never clinched this hard. <laughs> I can I'm going to need to go home. But Dolly, I can make diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that level of respect and understanding between it, the two is uh, wholesome it's really really cool and then you're just like that's why they've been married over 50 years yeah that's why uh, that works so well actually my grandparents celebrated their 60th anniversary not that long ago wow 60 years jeez yeah dude and they still they and they i love how they still pick on each other yeah like you know playful going back and forth oh yeah uh ziggy smalls on instagram thank you ziggy what was that? Be better? Okay, yes, we will. Okay. All hail. Um, yeah, my grandparents, like, I just, I love that for them. Yeah. But, uh, so, getting back to another instance, uh, September 1969, Dean made a rare appearance on the cover of Dolly Parton's fourth album, My Blue Ridge Mountain Boy. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, so she's, like, laying on, like, a, on, like, a couch. It's <laughs> kind of, like, looking off like into the distance. Dolly Parton isn't, I'm not saying Dolly Parton's like not attractive because she's yeah. like, especially at that point, she was, you know, she's really pretty, but it's just, it's just like an awkward picture, you know, because <laughs> like the, the giant hair and then like her, her husband, you know, Carl is just like jumping over like some, like stepping over some logs, like doing some lumberjack. Uh-huh. Shit. It's just, it's like, I guess it's her dreaming of him, which is kind of cool that it's not just some model, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm all for doing things in-house. Uh, save as much money as you can, not hiring a lot. I love to DIY, if you will. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> but also, go, goes to show... The two times that so far that this guy has made an appearance. Yep. Is this album about him? Well, it's, it sounds like the song's about him because she did. She was not shy yeah. about like if she wrote a love song, it might be about. It's generally about Carl. We're actually getting ready to talk about. Okay. Uh, so. A song that certainly involves Carl. So, so far, two times that he's made an appearance is because. One was the first time that she's ever walked the red carpet. Awesome. Right. Being supportive. She had to write an album for him to make a second appearance and like a song about him to put him on the album cover for him to for appear in anyone to see him again. Yeah. Uh, this is as soon as he said, uh, uh, I like to DIY. <laughs> 
just had we did. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a child. <laughs> yeah. So um it's actually going to 1973. So he doesn't even appear in, you know, this is he's not even appearing in anything, but it's certainly a song that's written about uh uh involving Carl pretty much is this the song Jolene. Mm. Which I found out uh Dolly Parton says she was inspired to write the song when they went to the bank and the bank teller was she said crushing on her husband. Oh. She's like uh so she's like so the song is like she means it in like she said when she wrote it, you know, it's supposed to be more of like a uh, maybe not so harsh thing. And it's not supposed to be as, I guess, aggressive as it comes off. But then you listen to it. You're like, no, there is some genuine concern in that song. Yeah. She's like, oh, people have taken it to, uh, you know, you know, maybe a level that it's not necessarily meant to be at. I'm like, no, darling, I think you're feeling something about that. Uh I yeah. see I see a long stairwell and you pushing that bank teller down that stairwell. Yeah. Like, oh, you're feeling something when you wrote Jolene. There was a Reddit thread where people continued Jolene lyrics of, on a verse, <laughs> but it was just getting more and more mythological and like a D&D, like evil being. <laughs> like so starting with like the flame and locks of auburn hair. And, you know, going on to like adding wings and like separate sets of eyes. (laughs) It just gets more and more grotesque as people add lyrics. Those can really get taken out of context. But, oh, man. Yeah, it it definitely had some feeling behind what she was saying in the song. This wasn't just spur of the moment. Oh, it kind of related to, it kind of relates a little bit. I may have. Felt a, li- a little <laughs> bit inspired. As <laughs> 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 you're talking, I pulled one up. <laughs> Look how they're everywhere. <laughs> Hold on. Is it also not, is it really hard to look at the lyrics and not want to sing it? Because the tune is very catchy. The tune is really, really catchy. So, so like, uh, <laughs> so I pulled this up while Joe's talking about it. The first, I'm just gonna do the first two. I'm gonna do the first three. You know the first three. Oh my god! So this is the first one. So this is extending the lyrics. Yeah. Jillian getting more and more mythological. Your teeth are sharp, or your mouth agape, your claws red, red flesh. There's no escape from the judgment of the Eldridge One, Jolie. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second one. He screams about you in his sleep, and when he wakes, he does not weep in terror of the one they call Jolene. <laughs> the third one. Blackening the summer skies, the burning wings, and countless eyes. We tremble on the side of you, Jolene. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> so that was from Pretty Okay Ray, uh, Blad the Inhaler, and uh, Butts for Days on Reddit. Oh, <laughs> thank, you, thank you for your amazing for your contributions to the show. <laughs> I'm crying <laughs> from the Elder Trump. <laughs> oh, like fucking like uh, some HP Lovecraft and Shagoth and Cthulhu and Jolie. <laughs> Let's know on Twitter. <laughs> Just send him some more. Uh, oh, that's another, uh, that's another shirt. 
Just Joe, instead of just like uh, some sweet country girl, it's just go through Lou. Yeah. Do what I did for the Tiffany cover. Oh, man. Switch it out. Just make it Joe. I would so just write like a folk metal uh, parody of that song. That would oh, be amazing. That song is, the, the, the right though, the meter of that song is just, everything about that song is iconic. It's so good. Oh, yeah. I think if there's a song like um, that really will like, I don't know, a signature Dolly Parton song is probably Jolene. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, before it was probably nine to five, but once Jolene came out, I think it yeah. did everything else out of the park. Uh, I think Joe Jolene came out first because nine to five was, okay. uh, I believe like an eighties movie. And Jolene hit the top twice. I did. No, 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 no. That um, was the other, that was the other uh, I will always love you. Yes. Uh, Jolene, like, well, I think actually Jolene did pretty well because uh, Miley Cyrus did a pretty cool cover of it. Yeah, that wasn't bad. It wasn't I bad. didn't hate it. Don't, uh, Miley Cyrus is actually really talented. When she goes, when she sticks to country, I, I like some of her country stuff. Not the biggest fan of pop in general, but that's just me. No. Um, actually, fun fact, uh, Dolly Parton is uh, Miley Cyrus's godmother. Yeah. Yeah. Stop covering Metallica. Oh God, that was. Did they do something <laughs> together? It was Miley Cyrus yeah. Metallica? Oh God, I don't. I don't. Did they do like what? Sad but true or something like that together? I think it was nothing else matters. <laughs> of course. I mean, yeah. At least it wasn't like Master of Puppets. It would have been really tough. Ooh. Even oh James, yeah. Even James can't do Master of Puppets anymore. I don't know. I don't have. I, I have no love for Metallica, so. Yeah, the new stuff or I—I I mean, just in so, general I mean, so, anymore. So it's like the Beatles. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, they revolutionized the the, the game in a lot of ways. Um, I think Meg, like Megadeth, to me, musically. Okay, I'll give you lyrics. James is a better lyricist. Yeah, Dave's Dave Mustaine's lyrics are fun. I like them. Like Five Magics, it's goofy, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, I think it's literally based on like some like. I think it's uh five magics is based off of uh it's either D and D or Money Python. Yeah. And like the Holy Grail is like where five magics. I think it's Money Python. Um, but James, like, yeah, like his lyrics are better, but like musically, Dave Mustaine. Mm. Is the I'm not bored listening to classic Megadeth songs. And Metallica, it's just like, okay, and they brought this riff back and they played it exactly stock the same as before. Mm. Yeah. You know, actually, it was uh, Metallica's one that got me into metal and actually introduced me to Metallica in the first place. It's all, all, be, yes, be, all because of Guitar Hero 3. Well, at least, that was at least a, some good came from Guitar Hero. There was a lot of like music inspiration that followed gu- me playing Guitar Hero 3 for the first time. I used to be really hard on that, like a, like a, an asshole. Yeah. Like, uh, guitar. I mean, okay. So the people that bring the, that would walk around with the guitars, you know, to, uh, Oh man. Uh, I just, I just came from Wisconsin there for a second. The, the guitars, <laughs> Jesus, dude, my voice is everywhere. Um, so that is a line. I mean, you're going to get made fun of if you walk around with a guitar hero, yeah. uh, controller around, but I mean, the games are fun. It's just fun. I'm just, I just was yeah. an asshole and a snob at some point. Still I am, but I mean, know. I didn't even have one of the guitar controllers. I would literally play it with an Xbox controller. That's sad. Yeah. But it was just cause I was learning more about music at the time. And so that introduction to all those different genres was helping. Yeah. It really I, paved the way. 
There was the Metallica one that came out. Actually, the one that started it was the, again, you know, they had the Aerosmith themed Guitar Hero. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not that game's fault. And it's just everybody. And then the Metallica one came out afterwards. And it's not the game's fault. It's honestly just everybody in my high school's fault. It's not the game. It's the community that plays it. It's, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's just developers going like, wouldn't it be fun if we had like Dance Dance Revolution but for guitars? And it's like, no, that's actually a pretty good idea. And it's it's a genius idea marketing wise, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it, and it gave a lot of people like good music to listen to, at least like the, the open the door to a lot of good music. And then you had these people that would come up to me and like, I'm wearing like a Megadeth t-shirt. You ever heard of Metallica? I'm like, bro, <laughs> welcome to the party. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. Like somebody yeah. was, uh, was trying to <laughs> at one point this person was like, I was, I, I was listening to like Megadeth and like children of Bodom. Like I still love children of Bodom and stuff, but um, I was listening to like some pretty heavy stuff, uh, especially in high school, like just, you know, just full head first into the metal scene, didn't listen to anything else. And then this one guy's like, I like really heavy metal too. I'm like, yeah, yeah. What do you listen to? And he's like, dragon force. I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no. And no, no, no. Just because you just because you add more guitar players doesn't make it heavier. No, 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 no. I just patted up. I was like, no, 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 no. I just walked away from him. <laughs> Dragon Force is fine, but don't come and be like, it's like those radio stations. It's like, yeah, I know the radio station rocks as hard as this one. Everybody the radio stations are full of wimps. They suck. They're not as cool as this radio station. We're gonna go play some five finger death punch. Yeah. Nickelback coming up at five. <laughs> Look at this graph. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's like okay, all right. Uh, I don't even remember the name of that band. Uh, it was that band that played Haley's Comet? Um, oh, like Train? Not Train. It's uh, oh, oh, God. I can't remember. I can't think of it either. But it's just like that band. Yeah, they're coming up right after Five Finger Death Punch. I'm like, mm-hmm. we keep our feelings in our short camo pants. <laughs> Tuck them away in the big pocket. <laughs> I'm going to beat you up and sing about doves flying. <laughs> he really did. He's like, he's like, uh, he's just somebody like, I, I give up on democracy. Give up all on this. Just take it all away. It's so bad. <laughs> just have the water rush it all away. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, to get back to Dolly Parton, taking it back to Dolly Parton. <laughs> sorry, I just have a beef with that. <laughs> that well, and we're also it's like two metalheads talking about any other genre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We could always find a way to bring it back to metal somehow. You know what? We were um, there's the there's the potentials for uh, other shows that we we thought about doing that might just yeah. be, that might just be it. Just two metal snob, two metal knob, uh, snob assholes. Yeah. <laughs> dissing on other shots. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing pre-written. Just like, you know what pissed me off today? <laughs> yeah. It's just all about hating on Five Finger Death Punch. <laughs> this week, guess what? And Maroon 5. They still suck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Back to somebody who doesn't suck, and it's Dolly Parton. So May 30th, 2016, Parton and Dean... Uh, renowned their 50th wedding anniversary vows. They renewed their vows in their 50th anniversary, which is really cool. So I wanted to throw this in because it's, it's kind of cool. Like, uh, cause he gave an interview and this is like his like second interview. <laughs> They've been married wow. for 50 years. And this is like his second interview. 
Wow. He appeared in one documentary. I think he was in one movie as like a background character. And it's not a movie. I don't know why he was in it. I tried to find out. Uh, he's in a, he's in a movie as like a background character. I think is he somewhat just, he's filling the background. Yeah. And then this basically there's like three of like the 10 public appearances of Carl. Wow. And he's, and you know, this is him talking about uh, them renewing their vows. And when he first met Dolly, and he's like, my first thought was I'm going to marry that girl. Uh, he, this is an interview for entertainment tonight. My second thought was Lord, she's good looking. <laughs> and that was the day my life began. I wouldn't trade the last 50 years for nothing on this earth. Wow. No, Carl. No, Carl. Good old uh, Carl. No, Carl. So, <laughs> so to describe Carl, uh, Parton said in another interview, uh, talking about him being like, you know, we haven't seen him. You're never in pictures together. And she's, you know, Dolly Parton's like, it's just not who he is. He's a quiet, reserved person. And he figured if he ever, uh, if he ever uh, got out there like that, then he'd never get a minute's peace. And he's right about it. Yeah. He's a hundred percent right. Somebody else who kind of shares like a lot of fame, um, but also has a lot of a, uh, you know, a private life, I guess you could say is uh, John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin. Okay. Yeah. He's a huge part of all of their big songs, but like you only know uh, Jimmy Page and, you know, Robert Plant. Mm. Um. And he actually, there's an interview and it's like, but you know, what about, you know, the fame and the glory? And he's like, oh, my names are on all the songs. And he's like, but I still get to walk down the street and just like go to the pub or something and nobody bothers me. Yeah. He's like, it's the best of both worlds. Uh, John Paul Jones is really cool. Wow. A big basement, base of uh, base inspiration for me, especially. Uh, Dolly Parton again, continuing on this interview saying, I've always respected and appreciated that in him. And I've always tried to keep him out of the limelight as much as I can. Um, uh, he said, I didn't choose this world. Like, uh, uh, she's saying he told her this. He said, I, uh, I didn't choose this world. I choose you and you chose that world, but we can keep our lives separate and together. And we do what we, um, uh, and then so that was the quote. And then she says to in the interview and we do, and we have, and we've been get we've been together 56 years married for 54. Wow. That's awesome. So again, that's just this really, really cool. Like respecting each other's like, you know, boundaries. Cause she could totally be, you know, no, you're going to the red carpet event. You're going to wear that suit I picked out for you. Yeah. And he could totally be like, you're not going out there to that red carpet event. Cause I said, so blah, blah, blah. yeah. And it's really, really cool that they, they meet each other in the middle like that. Like he definitely supports her and he definitely wants her to do well, but he definitely doesn't do Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where opposites attract really, you know, works the best is yeah. when you can actually respect the fact that that's what you like to do and that's perfectly fine. And I love you cause, and you support that. So yeah, I support you, but I, I don't do that. I do this. So I'm going to do this and you can do that. Then we'll meet in the middle and be happy people. Yeah. So going into um, uh, this net worth a little bit. So Dolly Parton is worth 500, uh, allegedly uh, $500 million. Understandably. Just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, probably. He, however, is estimated to be worth something in the tune of 20 million on his own. Really? So not too shabby, if not I do say so myself. Shabby. I don't believe that is uh, necessarily being. 
I mean, some of that might be connected to Dolly. The, there's not an, an exact breakdown, mm. but in all the interviews I read, it said he's in a very, very successful. He retired very well from the asphalt. Business. Wow. Like he like was, even if like Dolly Parton had made it and it would have sucked if she didn't, but if she hadn't made it, they would have still been well off. Like they would have still been millionaires. Wow. So it's just two super cool and very driven people getting together and then just having, it seems to be a great time. You know, I bet she's pretty humble. You know, that's a really good segue. It's an excellent segue if we're going to ready to talk. Into. Oh, I know. So I have no idea, but I, I assume. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, just to kind of wrap up that section, like it's people don't think he's real because of, you know, how little people have seen him, but it's just, you know, he had, he was asked, you know, he's, he's got two real big things in his corner for that as he's got, you know, they started dating in like the sixties before any of like this real social media stuff happened, you know, printed newspapers and such. Wow. And then she respects the fact that he doesn't want to be known. So there was nothing like when we're talking about Facebook and stuff earlier, there's nothing to attach him to really like when I looked up like Carl, blah, 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 typed in his name, but it's like on Google, I couldn't directly point to a picture of which old guy she's standing next to, which Carl. Oh, wow. I have guesses and I'm pretty sure I know what he looks like based on like his old pictures. Wow. Cause he's like a tall, like he was a tall, like thinner, like a uh, build guy. It's actually a cool picture of him at a concert or I guess he was like behind stage or something like that. They're, they're going somewhere and Dolly Parton's, you know, dressed up like Dolly Parton, you know, this is like eighties, yeah, seventies, eighties Dolly Parton. So she's got all this glitz and glamor stuff on. He's got jeans and a black t-shirt with Dolly Parton on it. Like a graphic t-shirt with her uh, on it, holding his wife's hand. It's a really, really cool picture. Like one of the demos before they put it out on the, the no, no, it her a, store. It was still a shirt. No, it was, yeah. it was, it looked like a, the thriller Michael Jackson shirt, just black, mm. but it's just Dolly Parton. It just says Dolly across it. And it's almost should have had an arrow pointing to her. Yeah. That was really, really cool. Like, you know, they just, they're just both smiling. At least it seems, you know, the, the perfect matches are out there. And I think Carl and Dolly are a perfect match for each other. Yeah, definitely. So, how like so now to kind of break into a separate thing i I really wanted to talk about in this last Mm. part of the show um this rock and roll hall of fame oh yeah what do you know about it oh i stopped like really paying attention to who they're inducting into the rock and roll hall of fame because it seemed like well specifically dolly oh dolly into the rock and roll hall of fame um i mean we said and confirmed that she's been into the country hall of fame. Yeah. Once right? we, the, I believe the number is 99. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if there's like a, uh, a separate one for each genre, there is then. Yeah. It's staying. Honestly, stay in your genre. I don't know why there would need to be you, uh, putting, I mean, that's the reason why it's called the rock and roll hall of fame. And the country hall of fame that they're different. Do you know who thinks that way? Who? Dolly Parton. Really? Yep. So she got nominated and he honestly, did she turn it down? She turned it down. Hell yeah. Dolly Parton does. So, so going back to like, just like the, so originally I, I kind of like changed my notes around a little bit. Cause she's like real, real humble about it. Um, yeah, she got nominated for the rock and roll hall of fame for this year, 20, uh, 2022. 
and uh, uh, she turned it down. I've wow, got, I've got nice. her. I've got her uh, post about it. Um, and this is just like this. It's such a cool. It's so refreshing to see somebody who really, really doesn't have to be that humble. Yeah, I mean, everybody should be humble, but like Dolly Parton's got like uh, what's what's the phrase? Fuck you, money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so this is her post about it. So she she's been inducted. She was inducted, uh, not inducted. Sorry, she was nominated. So she's not in, but she's okay. nominated. Yeah. So this is her post. It's so awesome. Uh, I believe this was on Instagram. Dolly here, even though I'm extremely flattered and grateful to be nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, I don't feel that I have earned the right. Dolly Parton saying she hasn't earned the right. Wow. uh, 3,000 songs, uh, 25 number ones, 44 top 10 albums. Yeah. I don't think I've earned it. Wow. Dolly Parton, dude. She's she's great. Uh, I don't feel that I've earned the right. I do not, uh, I really do not want votes to be split because of me. So I respectfully, so I must respectfully bow out. I hope that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will understand and be willing to consider me again. If I'm ever, if I'm ever worthy, uh, this has, however, inspired me to put out hopefully a great rock and roll album at some point in the future, which I have always wanted to do. My husband, my husband is a total rock and roll freak and has always encouraged uh, me to do one. I wish all of the nominee, nominees the best of luck and thank you again for the uh, for the compliment, Rock On. Dolly Parton. Wow. That's a hell of a statement, man. You That's, know what? You know what's even more rock and roll than getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Turning it down. Yeah. Get that lady a battle vest. She earned it. She is now going on my battle vest. She, so that you is know. So going to happen. Uh, Dolly Parton, I have been, if, if, so this is actually a great uh, call to action for people out there. Um, if you guys have like a good Dolly Parton patch, I'm trying to put one of my battle vests because I want it to be like one of, I want it to confuse people. Yeah. Like I've got like, you know, Silosis and, you know, uh, Trivium and Mastodon, Megadeth yeah. on my patch, but I've also got like Saitama from One Punch Man, a Corgi, yeah. a Unicorn. But I want to, I have got, I, I'm reserving a, a, a spot for a gigantic Dolly Parton patch. And there was one on Etsy that I almost got, but it was, it was too expensive. Uh, it was really, really big, but it was like $40. Wow. <laughs> she's earned it now. She's, I think, I think I spent that 40 bucks. If I ever see it again, coming off of this, like, you know, you know what it is? That's the respect she's got for what it takes, you know, one being in the music industry that long and two yeah. coming from a cabin on a sharecropped farm in a place called Locust Ridge. Yeah. Was it? Locust Ridge. That's, that's what yeah, it was. dude, that is so freaking cool. Yeah. Locust Ridge. That is a train. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so, man. That is awesome. And it, even because of her response, I feel like she actually, because of that, has probably earned it more than some of the people that have been inducted before. Oh, certainly, like, in terms of, like, being, like, an actual, like, rock star. Like, um, uh, um. Uh, yeah, dude, like, uh, there's, there's some people that I'm just wondering, like, how did you get in here? And then some people are just like assholes, you know, that, yeah, you, they, they make like legendary music, but you're like, Ugh. but like, I was, I was, they played on the radio. What was apparently it was like two years ago. Uh, the Rolling Stones named 
like number one rock song of the year, you know? Oh, the, so like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Worldwide. What they claimed was like the magazine. The, yeah. Look, sorry, because it's rock and roll. Got yeah. Okay. And not the, not the band, the, the, the magazine, magazine Stones, yeah. rock song of the year released in America. They said that the number one rock song of the year was a song that I've never heard, like an artist I've never heard of. And it was 95% piano and like 5% acoustic guitar. It was not like anything near any, rock and roll. Any chance of remembering what it was called? Ah, uh, I'll, I'll have to do some research on it, but, uh, it was just, and that's it. But that's like every year that's happening now. I mean, it's all just like acoustic and like piano and like folksy. And they're like, Oh, it's folksy. It's a little grunge. It's a little rock and roll. But it's like the best song of that year, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and there's a thing with like fame, you know, popularity of some songs being more popular than they are actually good. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I mean, we've seen that with some live shows. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this, it's unfortunate. Like I, it's always like something famous, like to like everybody, like, uh, how many times has uh, John Lennon been like, you know, greatest song of all time? You know, yeah. it's always like imagine or something like that. It's like, no, no, that song's like, uh, imagine like no heaven, no hell. And then um, there's something else about it. It's, uh, da, da, da. And it's just like, well, what about like people that are religious and then like, they're wondering whether like, you know, grandparents go and stuff like that. Mm. It's like, so they just, they just disappear. <laughs> So, I mean, just like how people did on Reddit with Jolene, I could probably do the same thing with that song. Imagine (laughs) and just keep getting myth more myth, uh, mythological. It can't go cool though. It's gotta keep going like pretentious. It's the song. It just has to endlessly go on. Like start another Reddit thread, please, please. (laughs) Internet out there. Uh, and just as, as, as imagine goes on just like, uh, you just get more and more pretentious after every chorus. Yeah. God, I hate John Lennon. <laughs> There's a large percentage <laughs> of, of us being recorded where I just continuously, I, I shit on the Beatles. Did I just start this podcast <laughs> just to hate on John Lennon? Yes. <laughs> Maybe, you know what? And there's, there's some cool, bizarre facts on the side. That's fine. But you know who doesn't going back to Dolly Parton, you know, who doesn't think that way? Is the rock and roll the rock and roll hall of fame itself? Really? Uh, this is their response to Dolly. So Dolly Parton, that was about as respectful as it could have been, right? Oh yeah, because they could have done what Pearl Jam did in the Grammys or whatever, and like just like show up in like flannels and say like I don't care, basically like live. I believe they did that once. Um, okay. And then yeah. there's like a behind the music. That's pretty thing. grunge. And there's the behind the music thing where this guy is like, oh yeah, there's my Grammy, and he's pointing to like a back end of his closet. And it's just like got dust on it. Wow. That's, like, that's pretty funny. Um, that's pretty grunge. That's pretty grunge. But so the hot run, the, the rock and roll hall of fame foundation responded with this. All of the, all of us in the music and uh, the music community have seen Dolly Parton's thoughtful note, expressing her feeling that she has not earned the right to be inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame. In addition to her incredible talent as an artist, her humility is another reason Dolly is uh, a beloved icon by millions of fans around the world. From its inception, rock and roll has had deep roots in rhythm and blues and country music. Not wrong. 
Okay. All right. Uh, it is not defined by any one genre, rather, rather a sound that moves youth culture. Dolly Parton's music impacted a generation of young fans and influenced countless artists that followed. Her nomination to be considered for the, for the induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, followed the same process as all the other artists who have been considered. Dolly's nomination, along with the other 16 for the class of 2022, uh, was sent out earlier this month to our 1,200 uh, general ballot voters, the majority of whom are, are artists themselves for consideration for induction to our ceremony. We are in awe of Dolly Parton's brilliant talent and pioneering spirit and are proud to have uh, to have nominated her for the induction to, to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm. So they said two things that I think they basically came up with like two excuses, in my opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. One of them is the one they probably should have stuck with is that uh, uh, rock and roll has, does have blues and country influences for sure. Yeah. For certain. I mean, the early ones, like, yeah. I mean, rockabilly and then, you know, name any, like, you know, BB King, you know, taking, yeah. you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan later on. Yeah, definitely. So you got that, you know, um, it is not defined by any one genre rather than the sound that moves youth culture. And it's like, okay, but it is a genre and it is one yeah. genre. It has subgenres, but it is a genre of music. Otherwise, why are you calling it? Why aren't you just calling it the hall of fame foundation? Then? Yeah. Which is like, it's almost like they're trying to say that, Oh no, 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 no. We're, we're not basing it off of the genre of rock and roll. We're going off of the feeling like the saying, Oh, that's rock and roll. Which is bullshit. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's it's bullshit because um which if there was only one Hall of Fame for music and it was a rock and roll hall of fame, I would completely understand all of this. Right. But being that's not the case, there's other genre hall of fames. Rock needs its own. Every genre should have a hall of fame of some kind. Yeah. Or should have whatever the equivalent equivalent of it should be. But rock music's rock music, and it's definitely easy to tell. Like you can tell a folk song from a rock song. You can tell a rock song from a rap song. Like it's, yeah. it's pretty easy. Now, when you get into, I think to justify, well, what about a song, a rock song that's got rap in it? Like run DMC and uh, Aerosmith's remix of walk this way. Okay. Well, maybe it's considered for both. Maybe it can get into both genres. Yeah. You don't have to have a rock and roll and hip hop hall of fame. You just, it just gets nominated for two different categories. Cause you meet two different boxes, you know? Exactly. Um, so I think Dolly Parton just kind of like respects what a genre actually is. And she is most certainly into country. She's done a little bit of, a little bit of pop. Like nine to five is, is a pretty, mm -hmm. it's pretty poppy for the time. Uh, but I, I wouldn't say there's definitively anything in her catalog that is rock and roll. And then she, uh, she's like, yeah, I haven't done one. So I'm not, this isn't where I should be. Yeah. Which I hope she does a rock and roll album. Oh, I do too. I do too. Yeah. You know, I can, what can you picture it as? You know, like what type of like rock do you think she would do? I almost kind of think like if, if she was the lead singer of ACDC. So like, yeah, ACD. <laughs> if she took Brian Johnson's place and, and yeah, she probably wouldn't. I don't know about going that high. It but. depends on like how, uh, how aggressive she would get with the vocals. 
Because I definitely see her doing like, I mean, knee jerk reactions, rockabilly of some kind, like a, uh, uh, stray cat strut, you know, rock yeah. this town type type thing. Uh, I guess I'm just hoping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it been, I mean, like you get ACDC is like the beginnings of where metal gets kind of real. Like, uh, you see, like it depends. Like she can, as she goes that hard, she has to like the vocals can't be like her kind of like soft. Yeah. Uh, she she sings kind of delicately not like it's weak she's got power in her voice but like she doesn't she doesn't do like a, she's really clean i should say she doesn't throw like a yeah. grit in her voice i mean brian johnson sounds like he gargled hot grease before he gets <laughs> on stage <laughs> and that's yeah, hot you. that's hot not in temperature but in spice yeah just uh, both spicy just, grease. just just fried some bacon just downs the pan right there. You know, like it's don't do that, by the way. Don't do that. Yeah. Well, no, we're not. Don't do that. You should never do anything we tell you to except follow us. Except follow on, us. Uh, on all social medias. So, so I think their argument where it's just like, it's not any one genre, but a feeling. And I was like, then it could be anything. So you're saying like, you know what rocks really hard? The Hobbit soundtrack. <laughs> Hell yeah. Which, I mean, it does. <laughs> it does. Well, the Hobbit, the Hobbit soundtrack does. The movie's bullshit, but uh, I hated the Hobbit movies. I mean, I'm like that with Twilight. The Twilight soundtrack <laughs> was amazing. You're not wrong. But You're the not movie, wrong. eh. But, you know, it's just like, uh, you know that John Williams score for, you know, New Hope? <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, baby. Let's go. You know, it's I. It's like, then it could be anything, and it's just an excuse to, like, I guess uh, just it just basically Hall of Fame to me just sounds like they're name dropping. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, okay, so you want to nominate Dolly Parton into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, who's definitively a country artist. But uh, actually, that's a side. I will, we'll save that for a second because that's going to get into another point. What okay. You, what okay. About. I know what you're going to say, but yeah. Okay. Uh, and their second, their second like excuse, I think, is also bullshit. Because basically this other section where they're saying Dolly's nomination along with the other 16 of class of blah, 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 was sent out earlier this month. So all they're saying that is there is that you're, you are too late. We've already sent out the invites. You're going. Okay. You know what I mean? That's what they're saying. Yeah. That so is. it's just like, it's all this, this really, really polite. I can't accept. It's too, you know, it's too. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, she, and the reason she's really professional way to say no, really too. And respectful. And she's, she doesn't want to specifically what she doesn't want to do is she said, uh, was split a vote. So if it came down oh, to like, yeah. so if it came down to like some of the nominees, I'm going to leave out here in a minute. Some of them I really want to. And some of them are like, how the, like, why aren't they in there already? Um, and are there more that you're like, why are you on this list? I do. I got him here. Yeah. Um, and she basically, if it came down to me or this person, she's like, I'm not a, I'm not a rock singer. Yeah. So don't put me here. And, and exactly. But what we got here, this, this bullshit, like this is a bullshit list for multiple reasons. It's that every year, every year it's like that. So we're going to, we're going to read through it. And then I, I, I'm going to reintroduce that thing. I was about to bring up to you. Yeah. God, this pisses me off. So the 17 nominees, <laughs> So this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and there's multiple reasons it pisses me off. Uh, uh, are this year's Rock and Roll Fame? Uh, blah, 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 blah. God damn, the nominees for this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, were uh, Beck, okay, alt rock, okay, Pat Benatar for sure, Kate Bush. 
Uh, that's loose, but yeah, more of a uh, she's like she's like Peter Gabriel. Like I guess she's done. Uh, some, I guess she's done yeah. some rock songs, but no, Kate Bush is good. Yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, loose goose. Uh, Devo, why are they in there yet? Yeah, exactly. Duran Duran, what the actual fuck? Like they're they yeah. have done rock songs, like especially View to a Kill, which I love that song. Um, yep. Why is Duran Duran not in there? There's so many famous songs from Duran Duran. That's what I'm saying. And then like, and then you go and look at the people who are already in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That'll make you more pissed off. Uh, Eminem is on the list. He's a rapper. Yeah. Eminem is a rapper. I mean, Lose Yourself had a little guitar in it that wasn't, that doesn't classify rock and roll. You play two, you play two chords and you can get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, the Arrhythmics, it's like the well, they're more of like a synth pop band. They're not really a rock band. I've never heard of them. You read that Sweet Dreams are made of this? Oh. Yeah. It's the rhythmics. Oh, before Marilyn Manson did it. The actual good version. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a version where uh, I forget her name. She's great. She sings it, and the guy did the music for it instead of uh, a really creepy guy doing a creepy talky version of it like just like doing mouth noises into a microphone oh i like music. it i hate it i hate i hate his covers i just just hate marilyn manson just generally like his music i don't is, really like some of his stuff i, I think his music his music i'm a fan bubba bullshit <laughs> uh judas fucking priest isn't in the rock and roll hall of fame wow they're nominated this they're nominated for this year oh. I, I this this i should uh pull up the list who actually made it in this is uh, oh I'll be 100% honest. I'm not a huge Judas Priest fan, but I know that they should have already been in they, they for a while. Uh, they should have been. They established the whole like a uh, uh, whips and S&M look for rock and roll. The reason you've got a <laughs> listen, pal, the reason you've got a leather uh, arm bracer with spikes sticking out of it is because uh, um, what's his name uh, from Judas Priest? Can't remember his name. Uh, God damn the vocalist's name. It's it's uh Judas? I don't know. No, it's, uh, it's he's super famous and just it's definitely me. But that guy was in an SM shop and he's like, I want one of those and this and that. And like I like these like these assless chaps and stuff like that. And that's what he went on stage in. And all these metal dudes are like, Yeah, that's the look for me. So, you know <laughs> those those origins, buddy. <laughs> It'll come to me and it's really annoying that uh um I can't think of it. They've got the the vote. I want to see who actually made it in, but oh. yeah, it's really, it's really, oh God, I can't, I can't stand this list. Even why is Judas Priest on there? Uh, I don't know who Fila Cootie is. MC five. I don't know who they are. New York dolls. Again, raids against the machine already. Okay. Already. I mean, it's, Makes more sense than a lot of other people. It makes more sense than a lot of people, but they're not old enough yet. And how many albums did they really have? Yeah, but I mean, you compare Rage Against the Machine to Eminem. They make more sense. As far as people who have been on the list before and people who are already in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the the same Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that Judas Priest isn't in yet. That's, well, yeah, like... It so, makes sense. So why is... um. Why, like, why, why are they just like, why are, is Judas Priest just now getting considered to get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Rage Against the Machine came out, what, the 90s? There's no rhyme or reason to it. 
There isn't. No, there's not. And it's that it's not uh it's bullshit. Like it's, it's cause wasn't it like the first Hall of Fame for music? And so they kind of set the precedent for other genres making their own Hall of Fames. Um yeah, really. It's like um God damn. Uh, I mean, I think they kind of started it for most of everything else in like as real far actual, as like, like what people would pay attention to. Uh, so Rage Against the Machine. It's not that I don't think they'll ever get there, but one, like a, how many, how many songs do they really have? They have two. They bulls on parade. And then the other one. <laughs> it really just fuck Rage Against the Machine. But like, um, they have two songs. Uh, Lionel Richie. Is an R and B guy. I love Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie's good, but I still don't think he deserves. Well, not deserves, but he's misplaced. Yeah, misplaced. Like, yeah, he. If you want to go ahead and just induct him into the R and B Hall of Fame again, I support you. Like, yeah, I'll vote again. Hell yeah, just Lionel Richie, just like squared in there. He's written so many good songs. I think that's that's actually a pretty good point instead of inducting them into the rock and roll hall of fame when it's outside their genre, I feel like what we said, like 95 Dolly Parton was inducted into the country hall of fame. Then if they've written another set of songs and albums that qualifies, that would qualify them for the country hall of fame again, then yeah, I think afterwards you can, induct that same person because since they've been inducted, they've done more to get reinducted. You know, it's not just like, Oh, we're going to reinduct this person who's been dead for 10 years. Cause he's a classic. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, if you're, if you, if you have to like, uh, induct somebody again, I think you're just running out of running out of content. And I kind of think that's what this is. Is like, um, <laughs> just, it's just, it's just like they need, they need to fill out like it would be really sad if you found out like you were just like there to like fill out the ballot. So they had like 17. Yeah. You know what I mean? And cause it is obviously some of these just, these don't go and it's not that I don't love, but they make it though. They make it in. Some of them do when I mean, they have to get voted like Duran Duran apparently is doing really well and they should, you should, they have so many good songs. Yeah. Uh, but I love Lionel Richie, but he just, you know, hello. Uh, Ceylon. Uh, brick house which is which is the commodores but he wrote it you know just like i guess brick house is close to a rock song but he's not a rock artist it's yeah no carly simon's it's a singer songwriter she's not really a rocker but she's great uh but she's not a singer songwriter she's a singer songwriter not a rock artist uh a tribe called quest which i have no idea and then donnie warwick which sounds familiar but i can't really say anything to Mm. they sound familiar yeah sounds familiar uh, but I don't quite know who they are. But um, yeah, this is, this is kind of bullshit for a couple of reasons. Like I get back, like he's he's pretty famous. But the first ones in here, the order the order that this should go in is Judas Priest should have been in there already. Yeah. Then Arrhythmics, uh, Arrhythmics and Devo. Actually, just Judas Priest, Judas Priest, Devo, Arrhythmics, uh, Duran Duran, Duran Duran. Uh, easy, and then uh, everybody else is more or less. And then, in a couple years, you can get back in there because he he does do some rock stuff. Let's be real, um, yeah. And some of it good, like "Losers," a pretty significant grunge rock song. I just don't really, uh, um, 
I have no idea who this person is. I looked up uh, Donnie Warwick. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think she looks like a, a I think she did stuff with Whitney Houston. That's what it looks like. Oh, Donnie Warwick. I completely, I, what I was guessing in my mind. Oh yeah. Okay. So she did. Uh, That's what friends are for. Um, yeah, no, she's not a rocker. Not what it looks like. She's done some good music. I recognize her a little bit now, but no, she's not a rocker. I thought for some reason, when I heard Danny Warwick, I immediately thought like Donnie was, was that or D sorry, Dion. I'm apologize. It's D I O N N E Donnie. See, I, Hey, Donnie Warwick. I thought Dion, like, I very much apologize for butchering that name. That's yeah. my bad. D I O N N E Warwick. Yeah, I heard Danny Warwick with an A, it's, and it's, I I thought immediately like Axe Gang Alexandria member. Uh, no, my my nose is really particularly stuffy, so I apologize. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like just a lot kinda, different. Yeah, to wrap up this section, um, what do you what in your opinion is the most bullshit? Um, I have two, but like, what is your most like? Give me your number one, number two bullshit. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that you know of, like, that I know of in general, either a person who should be in there that's not in there yet, or a person who just made it who should have been in there a long time ago. I mean, man, just off of, off of this one, honestly, like I I stopped watching. I stopped watching up, years ago. Yeah, what it was because it just kept pissing me off every year. But yeah, finding out that Judas Priest isn't already in it. It doesn't have to be from this unless this yeah. is your this is part of your But this is the only one that I can remember because of us just talking about it and it's like been a while since I've looked up who is inducted and all that. But yeah, that's the the two I've got is a uh, Rush getting in there like uh it's not that long ago. Rush yeah, well, got Rush like uh, 18 or something like that. 1816 rush into hall of fame da, da, da. keywords 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 uh they got in in 2013 yeah that's bullshit they should have been in sooner than that way sooner um and the second one that uh that is bullshit i mean just think about how many good songs like rush has oh, like man to be real like rush has like i think in terms of like general revolving doors is probably what everybody keeps referring to. And I think of good rush. Yeah. And I, I mean, I like working man. I like the self-titled album. Um, I think that's on the self-titled album. 2112 is, I like, I like some of it. Yeah. Um, but revolving doors is really when rush like figured it out. Like that's their, yeah. like, that's their master of puppets. If you want to bring back that reference, but, uh, them getting in in like 2013 is absolute horse shit. Yeah. Because uh, they've done so much. Those songs are timeless. Like, what you just look at their live shows. I wonder yeah. all of the people that got in before them. Oh, because, you so know, I was actually talking to an old co worker like years ago about this, and he was a big Yes fan. Uh, sorry, uh, Rush fan. I'm going to talk about Yes next. Uh, big Rush fan. Uh, and he's like, they have just no love for progressive rock. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame just has no love for prog rock, especially from like wow. the 70s. Then um, the next band I want to talk about is, is Yes. Uh, they got inducted in 2017. This is the band that's the owner of a lonely wow. heart. Um, well, uh, owner of a lonely heart. They've got so many other ones. We're trying to think of the other like really big one. Other people know. Um, 
Wow, I'm really blanking on it. Roundabout. That are their two biggest songs. But Owner of the Lonely of, of a Lonely Heart is probably their biggest song. And yeah. it's, it's it's phenomenal. I want to cover it actually. Really, really bad. Okay. Um But like they so like basically like they just get in in like 2017 and actually Rush brings them in. Like they they were the ones who nominate, you know, who read, you know, read for their ceremony and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, the reason I watched this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is to watch the live performance to see if they could still do it. They sound exactly the same. Wow. Like the singer, uh, Steve Howe, uh, this who's the guitar player. And then uh, unfor- I think uh, Billy Squire or Chris Squire. I think it's Chris Squire. They called him the fish, the bass player for, yes, had died yeah. at this point. Unfortunately, I think it's Chris Squire had died at this point. Uh, and it's, it's heartbreaking because he was, he, mm. he was, it was months, I believe, before, you know, he died a couple of months before. And Getty Lee filled in on bass for wow. these two songs and like the live performance. Of course, I'm watching it. Yeah. Getty Lee, of course, Getty Lee's keeping up, but you can tell Getty Lee is like in awe of like, I mean, they kind of came out around like, I think, I think Yes is a little older than Rush, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Or they are like really close or right around the same time. And Getty Lee is just smiling ear to ear uh, on stage, uh, like watching the these like masters yeah. go at it, and it's just it's so good. Like it, they're so good live, and I'm like, 2017. They've been around for 40 years. Wow, they're just now getting in, and it's like they you won't let them in, but you'll nominate Eminem, which nothing on Eminem. He's phenomenal, but he belongs in the Rap Hall of Fame. Yeah, and Dolly Parton who's phenomenal, but she's not a rocker and she admits it and even turned it down, but they still put her in anyway. Wow. It's dude. The rock and roll hall of fame is a fucking joke. It is. Yeah. Like it is a joke. Like we need our own people that matter. Uh, people that matter in music, making actual musical decisions. Yeah. Being in charge of this stuff. Or just, like people who are actually like fans of the genre, right? You know, it seems like there are so many people that are just like, "Oh, I'm into art." Not that to be that like, doesn't mean like you're a music fanatic, you know. You can be into art, and oh, I love the art art side of what this song represents, and it's a, a movement in the right direction of what what it means to be an artist. Yeah. Darkness, sadness, yeah. like, imprisoning like- me. Is it all that I could see? Is it uh, is it like a country hall of fame or country music awards where there's like like Beyonce was there? Yeah, I don't. I what the fuck have no are you idea. doing there? I think yeah. she performed. I think it's like what the yeah, fuck are you doing here? Everyone who loves country is yeah, it's just like it's huge like huge fans of Beyonce. Toby Keith, George Strait, Garth Brooks, <laughs> Beyonce, Johnny Brooks Cash. and Dunn, Johnny Cash, <laughs> Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Jason Aldean, <laughs> Iggy Azalea, John Mayer, Iggy Azalea and Jason Aldean. Pretty much the same thing nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's me getting off of my, getting off my soapbox for now. Just oh man. Go on that. But that's, that's the, if we have a second show, uh, that is just, it'll just be musicians rant. Yeah. Just be, it's just a sound of rocking just us complaining the entire time. The sound of rocking chairs, like iced tea and like glasses. Yo, I hate. <laughs> Did you hear what they were talking yeah, about? They were talking about really grinds my gears. <laughs> oh, well, the rain makes my knees hurt. 
<laughs> you know, in a cold, I can't hold a guitar pick right. It just hurts my hands. <laughs> this guy said Dragon Force was heavy metal. <laughs> Laughed so hard, my teeth fell out. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that new you didn't hear that new country rap they're making nowadays oh it's oh man boy it does press that space bar real mighty fine that space bar does all the lifting <laughs> anyways that's that's us being old yeah. um so that's that's it for that episode uh i think there's 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 some ranting in between but i hope you enjoy. oh man but uh that's Dolly Parton, roughly in a nutshell. A lot of there's a lot, sorry, there's a lot of ranting in that episode. But that, that, yeah, there's a lot of ranting. That Hall of Fame thing really, like, I think pissed us both off. Yeah, as people are into metal, I mean, yeah, I I understand, and like, I'm very much into blues, and I understand how like blues got heavier, and that created rock, and then rock created metal, and that's where we are today. <laughs> but yeah, I still think it's its own genre. It's I its still own, think it's its you, can, genre. There's nothing you can separate wrong with it. Yeah. And it's not saying one's better than the other one. It's just how you describe something. It's like, how would you describe this show? The song? Oh, I think it's uh, I think it's a pop song. I think it's a country song. And then it kind of lets you know what to expect when you go. Yeah, in exactly. It's a precursor. A little summary. <laughs> uh, what is that? Uh, what is that on your plate there? It's uh, it's between two pieces of bread, it's got some meat, lettuce, and some various sauces and toppings on it. Oh, that's a sandwich because it's a sandwich. Yeah, you know I mean, you know what to expect. You know what to expect. You know, it's not a. That's not a. a bowl when I bite into a sandwich, I don't expect to uh, bite into noodles. I don't call a sandwich a bowl you know, of cereal. Yeah, no. I, there's a certain level of things to expect when you bite into a sandwich, and uh, it's. Not noodles. So sometimes general descriptions are okay. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's That's just, okay. It's a description. They help on when you buy things on Amazon, don't you? Oh man. <laughs> Jesus. If Netflix would make descriptions of bands, like they do descriptions of their TV shows, <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> if you need a second prompt. <laughs> <laughs> anyways this episode went kind of long so we're yeah. gonna go ahead and wrap, wrap it up so oh sounds good uh i want to thank everybody for listening um you can find our show on uh spotify or apple podcast again please uh, leave rate and review um i believe our prompt this week was if you can't think of anything if you can't think of anything uh i you know the prompt i present to you is what do you think dolly parton's screamo album would be called yes 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 you can also if you don't want to leave it as the prompt, if you have something better to put there, you can also let us know on twitter.com forward slash phantom jukebox underscore or on Facebook at phantom jukebox and Instagram. You'll probably see a lot of uh, pictures of Ziggy and some things coming out here soon, but on Instagram at phantom jukebox podcast. Yes. Uh, we're trying to like a uh, uh, Dakota, uh, gonna do the uh the thanks in a little bit different order this this week yes this week uh the show is not possible one without you joe thank you for being here thank you for having me ty uh it's not possible without the help we've gotten from dakota galvin doing a great job with the social medias uh, yes. putting in so much work like more than above than beyond the the call of duty there like she can't she's coming up with stuff left and right and there's a reason we're almost at 700 downloads and it's strictly because of uh, 
the hard work she's doing. So very, very grateful for her for doing that. Yes, yes. And also the sound, the, the theme song you heard in the early part of the episode was by, uh, well, we wrote it, but Kenny Grooms added, sprinkled his magic, his, oh, his, his wizardry, wizardry. And yes. his audio mixing and mastering cauldron and sent it back to us. And it sounds like it sounds better than we, uh, I can't, 12 episodes in, I'm still gushing about it. I can't, I'm never going to be done gushing about it. We need to get him to send us a video of like him stirring a pot with like light coming from it <laughs> <Just, just, laughs> to like insert. <laughs> I just picture him doing like the Fantasia thing with like the Mickey Mouse hat, like standing on like the, the on the rock. <laughs> if we do like a small like animation for the intro, that'll it'll start with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is Kenny. But now he did some great work on that. Going to be imploring his, uh, his wizardry soon with more things to come as we expand the show. Uh, again, just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, really having a blast making the show. I've been looking forward to this one all week, especially uh, it's yes. just a, it's a, it's a fun pick me up uh, uh, for the next episode. I'm not going to promise the bones episode. I apologize. It's not been done yet. I'm trying. I'm just, I don't know what it's going to happen, but Soon. I really, I really want it to happen. Uh, Cause we're going to be releasing the new song. Other world's new song. Yes. April Curse 1st of man. And Curse. we're going to try to get uh, our guests to talk about it. Oh, so yes. Yes. It'll be a fun episode. So anyway, uh, thank you everybody for tuning in again and uh, tell your friends tune in next week. Thank you. Uh, what was it you said last week? What was it? Uh, was it until next time? Until next time, be that friend.